vigorously scrubbing a plate, Freda marveled that an uncouth, ignorant, poorly dressed man such as this one should approach the Wagners and ask for a job so casually. The Wagners were rich, socially important people of the best Pennsylvania Dutch stock. Back in Philadelphia, Mr. Wagner had owned a prosperous brewery, lived in a fine house, and circulated with gentlemen of means. Yet, Jeff Clayton dared interrupt Mr. Wagner's nap and stand in Mrs. Wagner's presence without even doing her the courtesy of removing his hat. Mr. Wagner, who always conferred with his wife on important decisions, glanced at her questioningly. What do you think, Mama? Her sharp eyes surveyed the young man. How much pay do you ask? Four dollars a day. Two is plenty. Four, ma'am. Take it or leave it. Freda stifled a gasp. Mrs. Wagner would send him packing, of course. Such insolence from a hired servant could not be tolerated. True, the guide that had brought the 12 wagons in the train this far had quit a week ago and headed for the California gold fields. Guides did seem to be a necessity in this country, and the enforced layover was making everyone restless. All the same, she was certain what Mrs. Wagner would say. She felt sorry for Jeff Clayton, despite his arrogance, for he looked like he badly needed the job. Mrs. Wagner's eyes snapped. Three, that is all we will pay. Jeff Clayton turned to his horse. Oregon lies due west, good luck. There was a murmur of discontent from the emigrant families that had gathered around. Mr. Wagner scowled, conferred in whispers with his wife, then said, wait, we will pay you four dollars, but only on our terms. The black eyes were amused. And what might they be? That you do not quit us whenever you feel like it, as the other guy did that you take us safely through to Oregon City before you receive one dollar of your pay. Fair enough. Swinging into the saddle, he gave the Wagners an informal salute. Now, if you'll excuse me, I got some business to do at the fort. See you in the morning. Because she knew what it was like to be without money, a job, or friends, Freda was glad that Jeff Clayton had found work despite his lack of manners. She determined to teach him the Wagners' ways so that he would not offend them. Being far too timid to speak directly to a man she had barely met, she found an errand to do at the fort that afternoon and said her piece haltingly to Jim Bridger, whom she knew to be a kindly, understanding man. When she was done, he gave her a searching look. Well, you kind of took to Jeff, didn't you? Oh, no, she said hastily, coloring. It's just that I want to help him. You'll be obliged, ma'am. Freda had cooked and served the Wagners their breakfast next morning when Jeff Clayton came nonchalantly riding into camp. One horrified look told Freda her well-meant advice had been completely ignored. He had not trimmed his hair, bathed, shaved, or changed his filthy buckskins as she had told Bridger he must do. His eyes were bleary. He complained of an aching head and a stomach full of butterflies. He scorned the good breakfast she had kept warm for him. He drank three cups of coffee, but said it was too weak. And then, when she indignantly refused his suggestion that she snitched a pint of old man Wagner's whiskey and sneak it to him as an eye-opener, he stalked off muttering profanely that if he had known this was going to be a dry drive, damned if he would have hired on. Freda was so angry she hoped the Wagners would fire him, but... Both Mr. and Mrs. Wagner were too preoccupied to notice his condition, and the wagons moved out in good order. Under his apparently casual guidance, they made good time across the high sage-covered plains lying west of Fort Bridger, struck Bear River and followed its lush valley northwesterly, left it where the river swung south and wound without incident through the rough lava-strewn country beyond. Reaching the juncture of the Portneuf with the Snake two weeks later, 
Freda heard Jeff tell Mr. Wagner that it would be wise to camp here for a few days, readying the wagons and resting the oxen for the tough going of the Snake River Desert ahead. After breakfast next morning, Mrs. Wagner said, when you've finished the dishes, Freda, the clothes you will wash, you will need the big tub, wood for the fire, and lots of hot water. Yes, Mrs. Wagner. Hurrying through the dishes, Freda put them away, went over to one of the wagons, and struggled to lift down the big wooden tub resting on the high tailgate. It proved stubborn to move. She heard Jeff, who was lying on one elbow near the fire, say to Mr. Wagner, That's a heavy tub, Lucius. Yes, Mr. Wagner agreed. It's a good solid tub. He raised his voice. Your shoulder you should put under it, Freda. Freda flushed. Yes, Mr. Wagner. She heard Jeff give a grunt of disgust. He rose, crossed to the wagon, and lifted the tub to the ground for her. She thanked him with her eyes, turned, and hastily picked up bucket and axe. To her amazement, he snatched them roughly out of her...